Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. When I was 12, um, I went through puberty really early. And he made a comment about, you know, you really shouldn't have that ice cream that you're getting out of the freezer. And Mm -hmm. I had gained 20 pounds, really didn't even think about it. It wasn't an issue until he said that. Yeah. I still got the ice cream out, but I felt very shamed. Yeah. And so the next day is when I started my diet, which as an overachiever, and a perfectionist, like a lot of eating disorder mm-hmm. people. Uh-huh. All in. I lost 20 pounds in three months and felt very accomplished, got actual attention. Yeah, you get praise for it. Yep. You know, you can't sustain a thousand calories a day. No. Put it back on. And it was this yo-yo dieting cycle. And you destroy your metabolism. Oh, I know. <laughs> I disconnected from my yes. body. And then having these very intuitive psychic abilities or whatever, that I really didn't have anyone to talk to about them. I didn't understand them myself, and they were really scary, um, was another factor in how I dissociated. Another thing that I really feel like eating disorder people have in common is that we're not comfortable in our bodies. We're not comfortable in our own skin. And whether it's the perfectionism, whether it's the comparing yourself to others, you know, whatever that stuff is, but you're kind of, your head's out here. Um, and so you're not in your body and yeah. you cannot receive the intuitive signals that your body is giving you all the time. Welcome to Squats and Margaritas. I'm Erin Washington, a mom of two trying to balance all the things. I'm a mompreneur, a former college athlete, and a woman that struggled for 20 years with body image, multiple eating disorders, and having no self-worth. I talk to strong, vulnerable, and authentic women and share conversations for other women to feel seen and less alone. If you are looking for tips on how to level up, balance all the things, or just listen and learn from strong, powerful women, you found the right place. This is Squats and Margaritas. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet you. Have some tequila and stay. This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's medical and emotional intuitive and medium, Katie Beecher. Her book, Heal From Within, A Guide to Intuitive Wellness, is available now. You've seen her on Goop, Poosh, all the top wellness sites. She struggled with bulimia like I did. I'm always interested to know how these types of things kind of spark in people. She talks about how much power there is in bringing stuff from our shadow to light. Please do me a favor and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. And wherever you're listening to this, please hit subscribe or the little bell. That way you'll get an alert every time a new Squats and Margaritas drops. Here is my episode with Katie Beecher. When you reached out, I was like medical intuitive. Yes. Like, cause I am so into this. I have a new spiritual journey that I'm on, but I found out just like kind of researching you that we have so much in common. And before we get into what you do now, I kind of wanted to start with what we do have in common. We both struggled with eating disorders, specifically bulimia. 
And I mentioned in the intro, I'm so interested in how these things kind of spark and start in people. Let's talk about your childhood. Okay. I think it's really fascinating how similar people with eating disorders are, no matter what the type of eating disorder, and and there's a huge range. And also the similarities in earlier experiences. And, And there seems to be three sort of themes Um, And one is sexual abuse. Another is, you know, family dysfunction and the history of addiction or, um, you know, mental illness in the family. And the other is just feeling really different, um, like bullying or, you know, something like that. In my case, um, there were two things that I believe factored into it. One was growing up in a really dysfunctional family where there was um, a lot of focus on control, on not feeling like you had a voice, not feeling like you could be yourself or tell the truth. Uh, Very dominant, domineering, narcissistic father. And, um, you know, addiction based stuff. His was gambling, but there's there's lots. And my mom, who. she was very successful, like academically and in her job, but grew up with, not grew up with, when she met my dad, a lot of shame started happening. I wrote about this in my book and, and things, but a lot of shame, not feeling good about herself, not being able to stand up to him. And so as a female, especially, I saw her not having a voice and not standing up. And then I got no support. So uh, there was, there's a, again, the story in my book about how my father basically, um, when I was 12, um, I went through puberty really early and he made a comment about, you know, you really shouldn't have that ice cream that you're getting out of the freezer. And mm-hmm. I had gained 20 pounds, really didn't even think about it. It wasn't an issue until he said that, Yeah, you know, and he's sitting there with his, you know, big stomach telling me yeah. what I shouldn't be eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was pretty rebellious at heart, which was actually a good thing. I think that really saved me, but I still got the ice cream out, but I felt very shamed. Yeah. And so the next day is when I started my diet, which as an overachiever and a perfectionist, like a lot of eating disorder mm-hmm. people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All in. I lost 20 pounds in three months and felt very accomplished, got actual attention yeah, you get praise for it. Yep. It's time, even though I got straight A's and oh, yeah, you know, um, and so but you can't sustain that. Um, and I always felt like my blood sugar was very wonky. I felt very um, kind of reactive to carbohydrates and things like that. So I put on weight really easily, but you know, you can't sustain a thousand calories a day, no. put it back on. Um, and it was this yo yo dieting cycle. And you destroy your metabolism. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, we have right? so much in common. Actually, before we even go there, I have to say the three things that you were saying were like common precursors to it. None of them, Katie, unless I have like blocked them out, no sexual okay. abuse, no, like, uh, I had a perfect childhood. And f- you said the other one, like feeling different, or, I mean, I was like super popular. I was homecoming queen, prom queen when right. I was doing all the things. So it's like, none of those apply to me. I, I don't know how, I mean, I had like the model upbringing. So it's so interesting to me that like that, are you first born? Can I ask? 
I am. Okay. <laughs> I think that birth order, the firstborn obsessive perfectionist, like I had three younger sisters and we all grew up in the same household and none of them struggled. And I had all the things, anorexia, exercise, bulimia, actual bulimia, and they didn't. And we like, I, so birth order is like the only, I'm just like the firstborn obsessive perfectionist, but those other three don't apply to me. I just feel like that's so interesting. So we're going to figure it out during okay. this. This I would love to. Um, the other thing that really contributed to mine was went through puberty early. Um, I was really popular too. All the all the things out along with everybody. Yeah. Um, I was very developed at a young age. We did not have that in common. I'm still waiting for boobs to come in. Yeah. Um, not yet. Mend it. <laughs> <laughs> um, at you know, ten years old when. Yeah and look really different for everybody else yeah. and getting an unwanted attention from men and some stuff. Yeah. Um, so girls could be real jerks. And I went to a very small school was in the same classes with these, these kids all day long. And a group of people who um, were my friends decided that it would be really fun to torment me because they thought I got my period. Mm -hmm. And one of them was just as developed as I was. So it's just, just cruelty. And from April to the end of the school year, like, you know, June, I was literally tormented every single day about having boobs, having hair, um, you know, being more developed. It was just like, I, I just became this bizarre target and yeah. I even got boys to do it. And it was very, it was subtle and it was overt um, you know, going to these people's houses for sleepovers because I felt like if I didn't go, things would get worse. That made me absolutely hate my body yeah. and hate growing up and hate being female and just wanted to look like everybody else, like little boys, basically, you know, when you're that age. And so I think that and the, the starting of the obsessive dieting, I disconnected from my yes. body. Yep. And then having these very intuitive psychic abilities or whatever that I really didn't have anyone to talk to about them and didn't understand them myself and they were really scary um, was another factor in how I dissociated. Did that start happening around the same time that like you're getting bullied? Like that's when you started picking things up? No, that was that was from birth. Really? Um, As a yeah. child, you could. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, really young child. One of my earliest memories is being three years old and my parents got into a fight about scrambled eggs or something stupid. And I, I looked up at them and said, you are not equipped to raise me. The two wow. of you are just not, I didn't say it out loud, <laughs> but I just thought, I'm on my own here. You guys oh. are just immature into your own stuff. So like, I just have to do this myself. And I remember hearing this, these voices from now that I know where my guides and God and stuff saying, you know, you got to do this by yourself. This is not, these, these people are not here for you. Wow. So, um, but no, I could always pick up what other people were thinking and feeling and spirits and stuff. I just couldn't explain. And so I, another thing that I really feel like eating disorder people have in common is that, we're not comfortable in our bodies. We're not comfortable in our own skin. And whether it's the perfectionism, whether it's the 
comparing yourself to others, you know, whatever that stuff is, but you're kind of, your head's out here. Um, and so you're not in your body and yeah. you cannot receive the intuitive signals that your body is giving you all the time. Mm. So you, you may not recognize hunger, for example, or fullness or, um, you know, if you get a little ache or pain or a stomach thing, I think a lot of us also have gut stuff. Mm -hmm. So even just like gut symptoms as messengers of, I know to this day, I'm really tuned in, but I can get stomach stuff and later realize, oh, you were anxious about that and didn't even realize you were anxious. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, back to squats and margaritas. We started talking before um, about something called hypermobility Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. It's very common. Um, has not been recognized as common. Is often misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all. And it literally affects every single part of the body. Mm. And um, I have some a lot of Instagram posts about it, about the different symptoms, because I'm it's something that not only I have, my daughter has it, it's genetic, but I I swear to God, I pick up at least like one new case a week. What are the symptoms? So, so many, it's kind of crazy. Um, so just a little sampling, it could be migraines, it could be gut issues, histamine sensitivities, mast cell disorders, being empathic and sensitive, um, being hyperflexible. So having, you know, maybe dislocations, maybe mm. um, being able to do splits perhaps, but there's like a, there's a little, little test to see if you're hypermobile. Like one of the things is if you can stick your pinky up like that. This is a thing, like most people can't do this? Yes, yeah, that's a thing. Um, and if your legs are straight, can you touch the floor with your palms? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm super tall. Um, I have a weird thumb too. Okay. I, I, <laughs> we may have figured out your whole issue here. <laughs> There's tons of symptoms. Like a lot of hypermobility, but also a lot of stiffness. So it's very uneven throughout your body. How do you uh, test that? Is there like a... There's something... 
It's in my it's in my post, and it's kind of a screening that doctors use. It's nine different things. Um, if you just meet three of them, like you met three of them out of the nine already, you're you're already qualified for at least the basic hypermobility other standoffs. Now, having said that, people, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose you. This is for informational purposes. Um, but what I do is when I work with people, we go over again so many symptoms. Um, thyroid stuff can be a part of it. Um, having trouble figuring out where you are in space. So your your body in space can be a little confusing. Like, does that have anything to do with directional stuff? Oh, like, yeah. like actual directions, like navigation. Yes. 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 Not I mean, right. It's laughable. Like my husband be like, you were just there and I will GPS it. I, I have no, like I would, I played college soccer and I would be late to meetings that were in the same building and he wouldn't even get mad anymore. He's like, here she is. Like I would just get turned around. Correct. That is absolutely correct. Absolutely. Like not knowing left from right too. And if, and if you spin, it's worse. Yeah. All those kind of things. Whoa. Um, there could be some neurodivergence like ADD, OCD, you know, spectrum stuff. Um, so many of those things. As you're an intuitive, did you have an idea that this may be happening with me before we started talking? Oh yeah. <laughs> you did. Is that why you wanted to come on here? Stop it. Oh, that wasn't why I wanted to come on. My whole body. I'm like, hold on. She's like, do you want to do an episode? Cause I know what's going on with you. Right, right, right. Um, no, it's really? talking, I'm like, oh, okay. I think we're dealing with the EDS. Uh, oh, there's so many. So there's, there's 13, 14 different subtypes. Um, the genetic markers have been recognized for all of them, except the most common type. Um, and so, and even within the same subtype, like my daughter and I have the same type but our symptoms are still different. So um, a lot of pelvic issues, period issues, maybe fertility stuff. Oh my gosh. Yes, I always have had that kind of stuff. My mom would be like, I didn't even know when I had my period. And I'm like over, like my whole body, I just, just strong period symptoms. Yes, yes, all of the things. It's just incredible. Um, I finally created, because I was getting so many clients and it's very, very, very hard to get evaluated properly. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew from a very young age that I, you know, my, my shoulders were double jointed. I could always do splits. I'm like unbelievably flexible, which is great when you do pole fitness like I do. So with the EDS stuff, um, it's incredibly hard to get evaluated properly. Is my it doctor, just your general doctor or do you have to go to specialist? That's a really good question. So <sighs> I got evaluated at Mayo Clinic finally oh. in November. Okay. I'm 58 years old. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. I thought we were the same age. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, you look absolutely incredible. I, I thought you were like in your early forties. Thank you. I You're welcome. Look, you look amazing too. So I'm, not just, <laughs> I'm, I'm 41 like, and I thought we were the same. So it took forever, even though I always knew, you know, no one ever brought up the fact that I'm like wonky. Right. And <laughs> My daughter got evaluated early, but um, the waiting list for Mayo, the waiting list has a waiting list and that's closed and it's incredibly hard. So theoretically a rheumatologist or sports medicine doctor or a DO, um, I mean, theoretically your family doctor also should be able to do this. What happens is you have people with such intense symptoms all throughout their body that they end up going to all these specialists. Yeah. And it's one thing causing it, you know, so they're really bad about holistic health and putting everything together. Mm. And 
also the fact that EDS has been considered a rare disease. It's not something often considered. So because I pick up so many cases every week, and again, I don't diagnose, but I like, let's do this little test and kind of, you know, see if we're going the right direction in addition to my guides picking it up. Um, I've created a really long letter that I give to people with background about EDS. Um, as a licensed professional counselor, I'd like to, to recommend that this person be evaluated. Um, and then I list a long set of symptoms and have people kind of check off their symptoms. Um, I can send you the list so you have them. I would know. love that. And then also if someone's listening like, oh my gosh, and they're doing the thing with their finger, um, where can people find that? My website is where I have make okay. appointments. Um, I don't, I can't give the letter to anybody I haven't worked with, obviously, because that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I've, yeah, I've created that because I want them to be able to give it to either their PCP, you know, their, their regular doctor or find a DO or find somebody who then has this information and then they can be at least consider this and right. say, do I know that can make this evaluation because a lot of people say, well, okay, so if you have this, what do you do? Right. Cause it's not going away. Exactly. Um, is it, a, is it medicine? Like what, how do they right. treat it? Um, so it's a bunch of things. Um, I really feel like the number one thing that you can do for your body under any situation is move. So mm-hmm. movement is your friend, not moving. is not your friend. And even if there's pain, even if the less you move, the more pain you're going to have, the more stiffness you're going to have. So things like referring you to physical therapists who know about um, EDS, who can look at your whole body and say, wow, this area is abnormally tight. My upper back. My Um, upper back. I was literally, I have my son walk on it. And people, as soon as I say my back hurts, it's like, oh, lower back. And I'm like, upper back. I just want someone to crack my upper back. And I I talked to a chiropractor that I haven't seen yet, but he's like, well, what are you doing? I was like, I just have my four-year-old walk on my back. And he's like, no. And I'm like, but I can't, it's so, I'm always in pain in my upper back. Yes. Yes. And that travels up your neck. It travels down to your lower back. It goes down your legs. It's because if you think about it, if you can't move up here, right, everything else has to overcompensate. And so mm-hmm. pain and, and stuff. Um, so yeah, they, um, and you can go to a pelvic floor specialist. You can, whatever your symptoms are, um, like Mayo referred me to their specialists who know about EDS, who could look at it from an EDS point of view. So, okay. and they're on my Instagram, there's um, supplements that are helpful because it's a, it's the connective tissue disorder. Um, so it's a, a problem with collagen. And connective tissue is everywhere. It's in your heart. It's in your brain. It's it's literally everywhere. It wow. affects bone density. I had really low bone density, which I attributed to the eating disorder. Yeah. It was it was EDS. Once I started with the pole, my bone density is now in normal range. Wow. So, so the connection back to the eating disorder stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a very high prevalence of people with hypermobility EDS who develop eating disorders. And I think some of it is that not being comfortable with your body in space thing. So you're not really able to pick up the intuitive signals from your body. Yeah, um, There's a lot of body dysmorphia because some things are tight, some things are loose. Your body's always trying to stabilize. And so it's you're all over the place all the time. And if you think about it spiritually, it's 
about not feeling and not in your case necessarily, but possibly in some areas, um, not feeling safe and secure and always trying to stabilize, trying to hold yourself up. Um, some things are strong, some things are weak by the very nature, you know, of the disorder. Mm. And so we would spend some time, try, you know, looking at all the different things in your life. Oh, and, we are going to spend some time, Katie. This is, I am in, you know, <laughs> is, you're blowing my mind. Yeah, Cause I just have all these random issues <laughs> like could all be from one thing. And are you saying that you can develop this like out of an eating disorder or because you have this, you're more susceptible to, yes, okay. Sure. It's not like something that is off because you abused your body with an eating Correct. disorder. It's the opposite. Correct. It comes before. Okay. We're born with it. It's genetic. Okay. You know? And the things we do definitely can make it worse or better, which is why the earlier you recognize it, yeah. um, the earlier you move your body in healthy ways, um, you know, whole is good and bad. I've injured myself because of having eds but i'm mm. also way way healthier and more functional because of pulmonary because i move you know um but a lot of people who are diagnosed with fibromyalgia don't get me started on that um actually have like eds stuff that's my mom my mom is diagnosed with that and you yes. said hereditary yes yes so Whoa. she very well could have i wonder uh, i'm gonna call her after this and be like do this with your hand let me look <laughs> I know she can do the thumb thing because she's the one that asked me if I could. Um, whoa. And then how, um, I know, so it's genetic, but like, so I have four, there's four girls. So what are the chances that like it, we would all have it from our mom? Probably pretty high. Wow. Probably pretty high. Um, and if you think about it, your mother may or may not, although if she's been diagnosed with that, she, she has, yes. You know, um, but if you have it, then your sisters would have the same gene pool. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the fascinating thing is, like I said, every case is very different. Oh, of how like the symptoms present. Yeah. That, that you and your daughter are different symptoms. We, we have similar and different. Okay. Yeah. So when it actually makes sense though, because I have a different gene, you know, she yeah. only shares half of my genes. So that does make sense, but it's still considered the same form of EDS. Wow. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of mind blowing, and it's really sad that more physicians don't recognize this and don't know about it. And that's what I'm really, really, really trying to raise awareness because yep. the more people who know, you know, the better for all of us who you have are raising it. awareness. My oh. goodness, you're raising my awareness. Can you get into your process of like how you do this? More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to Squats and Margaritas. With just a name and age, um, I try to not get any, any, any information about people because it confuses my guides. Okay. So just a name and age, um, I create a four-page report, and it's very, very detailed. It's divided by chakras, which are energy centers in the body, to make sure that I hit everything. Um, and it's physical, emotional, and spiritual. It's everything that has ever impacted you or is impacting you now. So it's, you know, childhood stuff, your intuitive abilities, um, physical stuff, emotional, life purpose, relationship. Do it for me? We can do a session. Yes, we can. Okay. <laughs> Not right here. Not like Not sure. Right, no, it, it takes okay. quite a while and it's a very extensive. Okay. Report. I see. Um, and then I create a, um, an intuitive soul painting. Every single painting is different. All of the colors mean something. The placement means something. It's, it's another way to get information from my guides about people. And it also, it confirms what's in the report and then gives me more information. Like sometimes I don't always pick up sexual trauma or something like that in the report, but it'll show up here. It's a really fun part of the process because symbolically we can feel freer so with words i've learned not to but i can interpret words in my head you know as a human or interpret them as like super quick example i was working with a 12 year old girl and i heard teeth enamel and my humanness was like oh she must have a lot of cavities just put down teeth enamel because i know better when I talked to her mom, because we discussed the reports, um, she said she has extraordinarily strong tooth enamel and never had a cavity. So I was right. 
But if I had put down lots of cavities, it would have not been accurate. Gotcha. You can't attach your own meaning to what you're getting. You just have to write down what it is. Okay. So then we talk about everything. People ask their questions. I get more information from my guides during the sessions. Um, We talk about different, you know, emotional and spiritual stuff people can do. Um, physical stuff they can do. Again, not a doctor, cannot diagnose, but I can identify symptoms and say things seem like this. Let's then get you to a medical professional who can, you know, evaluate you, test you, whatever, do some additional treatment. Um, but it's a very, very thorough process. People have said it's like a year of therapy in an hour. You So physical symptoms, you say manifest in the body when you're not living your true, authentic life, like as you are, were put on this earth to be, can you get into yes. that? Because I kind of just started stepping into like what I know I'm here for at 40, like last year. And yep. now it's like, so if you're not living that way and you're, you're having these issues, it could be yep. just physical manifestations of you not living an authentic life. Happens all the time. Um, and I do want to let people know we have a lot of purposes. Okay. Some people say, what is my life purpose? And I'm like, let's get into all of that because being a mom is a life yes, purpose. True. Doing this is a life purpose. Um, you know, there's so many, so many things like this work that I do is obviously a huge part of my life purpose and why I'm here, yeah. but it's my only one. So having okay. said that, I like that. So I like to call it the feather or the sledgehammer effect. Um, If you get a little stomach ache, if you stub your toe, if you get a little headache, if you get a little stomach ache, whatever. We are all medical intuitives, potentially. So it's very important to tune into that, allow that and say, what is this about? Which we do naturally, right? And it might be that, wow, I'm getting a little tired, I'm overextending, um, I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm not eating properly, whatever. Um, Maybe I am in a relationship that I know is really bad for me and I'm allowing it to happen. I'm in a career I hate. I'm so many things about being authentic. Mm -hmm. So if you pay attention early and you're like, I'm a little tired, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to get some rest. And even if I can't do it right this minute, I'm going to go to bed a little early or I'm going to address, you know, what I'm hearing from my intuition. Um, That's always the ideal. Sometimes we do it. When we don't do it, our body and spirit have to get louder and louder and more obnoxious and attack you harder. Like a worse symptom. Yes. Wow. Right. That would make sense. It's trying to get your attention and you're not picking it up. So it's like, now it really hurts. So people I work with who end up with chronic illness or really severe stuff, and that creates a sort of health anxiety because you get so worried about what you have. You get so hyper-focused on those symptoms and on trying to get better. You become a professional patient. You don't want to be. It happens, all these things. Um, So many great things can come out of that, like, for instance, if you are not good at saying no, or if you volunteer for too many things or whatever, when you're physically sick or highly fatigued, you have an excuse. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. right. You can say, oh, I don't feel good, or I can't because instead of 
giving yourself permission to just say no. Yeah, don't people pleasing. Yeah, people pleasing. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, so many things like that. You know, if you don't feel heard and cared about and supported in your marriage, and you get really sick, you know, then it's like you have to then take care of yourself and turn that energy on yourself and other people then notice you because they can't help but notice you and i'm not saying we cause this stuff that's a different Mm -hmm. issue we are active participants and so it's so life healing sometimes when people get into car accidents or have these severe issues because it it forces you to maybe connect with spirit, you know, go down a different path, um, change career, whatever the thing is, just use your voice and and have to tell your truth. Um, it's a really, it's a really fascinating and powerful thing. Like my book is all about, I wanted to write my book because first of all, I've recovered from a lot of stuff, Lyme and this and everything. And I wanted to be yeah. like, yeah, you know, and it's really important to, look at all of the root causes for what is going on in your life um, from an individual perspective. I'm not a fan of one size fits all protocols um, and look at your life and be like, these are all the things that are happening. These are the things I need to address. And this is all the possibilities of why, you know, these are contributors. Mm-hmm. So I teach people kind of how to make their own medical intuitive report. Like I make I teach them how to create the paintings and then, um, you know, look at the problem solving and the where do I need to address and what can I do? And um, so it's it's kind of a cool process and also connecting to their intuition and their body in a really different way, mm-hmm. which my technique is to first of all, look at intuition as a friend, a bodyguard, yeah. something that's always there supporting you and have a written dialogue with it make it part of your team so that you can feel more like an individual you're more supported from inside and what other people are doing and saying around you is far less important i think in our society what other people think what they look like what those standards are how you know succeeding all of that um we it's sort of encouraged that we compare ourselves to others yes do better and compete. And, and that can be where some of the eating disorder stuff can come in too, because ultimately eating disorders are addictions. Yeah. And they're just ways of pushing down our own feelings. And that might be anxiety. It, it might be so many things that we just don't know how to deal with. And so you think the lesser of two evils is to become eating disordered. It's not, you create right. a whole set of problems. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is just, it's just really fascinating. Yes. Um, and it's about like, when I learned how to talk to and look at my problems as friends. Yeah. Instead of enemies. So what are you here for? What do I need to do? You know, um, the eating disorders are the best things that ever happened to me. And we don't talk about it like this because we're so carrying the shame of it. I did not open myself up to this like spiritual, I don't even know what to call it. The spirituality that I'm living with now until I release the shame of my 
passed. And for me, bulimia was it because that's what I struggled with the most. It's something that you would never want. It's, it's so shameful. Obviously it's disgusting. You don't want people to ever know I stopped doing it, but I never told anyone. And when I wrote my first book, a writing coach was like, what is this? Like, I was like, I want to help women. Like you have to lift and you have to eat more. And it's not what we've been taught. And she's like, are you a trainer? Are you a nutritionist? And I'm like, no. And she's like, you don't have any credibility. No one. Why would anybody listen to you? And I'm like, well, I have been through some things. And she's like, you have to write it. And I was like, absolutely not. Thank God. Nobody found out about it. And she pushed me. And when I wrote it, Katie, I didn't even email it back to her. It was like, Oh, it was off. Like, I released the shame of it. And now I talk about it so openly. And that it's like, when I got that off me and I wasn't carrying that anymore, everything kind of opened up and I can see the signs and I can like realize what I'm here for. And maybe all the signs were there before, but I was just so in the mess of it. And I always say to people now, even if you're not doing the behavior, even if it's something from your childhood that happened to you, if you have not acknowledged it to the universe, you are still carrying it and it still has its grip on you. And when you release the shame and release the grip, it's like, then the rest of your life begins. And I think you put, I wrote down something you said on another podcast, bringing stuff from shadow to light has so much power and we don't do it because we're ashamed, but the power in just saying it out loud. It's like, you have nothing on me anymore here. It's out. Yes. And people don't live that way. And for you, especially like you went and got treatment. Like I don't even, I never went to treatment. And that's why my first book eating disorder community came for me. Like this woman is not saying things that are in line with what professionals see, see as recovery. And I'm like, but this is how I stopped doing it. And I'm just sharing my story. Um, I never went to treatment. And the reason was shame. Like then everyone would know, I knew my life was out of control, but how did you get to the point where you're like, I need to get help for this? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, I, I, it has to be divine intervention. That's the only thing that I can think of because, and I think it had something to do with getting accepted to school where it was going to be six hours away. And I felt like I was getting away from the crazy, but, um, I was literally suicidal and Mm -hmm. I had a suicide plan and I was throwing up three times a day and leaving school and it was, it was bad. And so one day I, there must've been a thought process and I don't remember, um, because I had not told anybody, no one, of course. Right. It's horrific. And, um, I came home from school and decided I was going to call our pediatrician. I called and got him on the phone. Not even that I was close to the guy. I was just like, I don't, like I said, it had to be divine intervention. And I told him that I was throwing up three times a day and I had bulimia and I actually used the words and it was 1903. So they weren't, people weren't really talking about eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I learned about bulimia from 17 magazine or something like mm, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Um, and told him, and he was just like, I think you'll, you know, be fine. You'll probably grow out of it. And I'm like, dude, no, that, no. Whoa. So he gave me the name of, um, a young in yeah. counselor, you know, that he knew. Um, and in the same town, I had a car, I drove, I had a job, didn't tell my parents I was going because I knew it would be freaking useless and, um, started going and she was amazing in so many aspects, but where I really found the healing was her teaching me how to connect to my intuition, how to connect to my body, how to dissociate from the dysfunction 
and and connect more with who I was, which I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, and see the eating disorder as my friend and just be like, it's okay to be different. It's okay to have these crazy abilities, which I had never been able to talk to anybody about before. And she's just like, oh, matter of factly, like, oh, you talk to dead people. Okay, cool. That's great. Just no judgment. Yeah. Hot insane, you know, validate you. Um, and the treatment that is kind of funny because my daughter works for an eating disorder um, inpatient place. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, she's a, she's just got her master's in counseling and she's also recovered from orthorexia. So I cannot see myself recovering through a lot of the basis of treatment now, which yeah. is to me, I think it's control-based. And I know sometimes you have to step in and do what you need to do. People are dying. I, I get that part, but you know, there was one facility where um, I just got an invitation to tour and they were like, yeah, um, if people gain a couple pounds, we're letting them go to prom. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, screw you. I'm going to gain a couple pounds so I can go to prom. And it doesn't. Yeah, it's not going to heal. Right. It's it's important to heal from inside, from you, from yes. people, from trust. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you just have a bunch of controlling people around you, I mean, you can go home and do that. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now back to squats and margaritas. You have to want it for yourself or it's just going to be like the cycle. Like I would not do, I would string a couple of days together that I wouldn't do it. Right. But then it was just like, it would start back up again. Like everybody's different. I think is also really important um, to talk about control. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the toughest things in life is knowing when to step in and take control and when to step back and say, okay, I can, I am safe. I've got spirit. I can trust that I'm being taken care of. Yeah. And this, the eating disorder thing, the obsessions or whatever, it's all a form of control based in fear. So yes, it's all based in fear. That's why for me, the spirituality piece absolutely had to be there. If it wasn't there, I'd be dead, literally dead. And because I'm really good at obsessing about other things. I could have just substituted and done something. Yeah. Um, So for me, the difference was I now have this spiritual connection to this life force that's a source of unconditional love and acceptance it's always with me if i make a mistake i'm still loved Mm -hmm. if i gain some weight i'm still loved if i xyz of all the standards we set for ourselves i'm still loved and it doesn't happen overnight it's a long process um you know the more screwed up you are the longer it takes still Still not perfect at it. You're God. But it's like, we're really good at stepping in and even with illness, trying to control it. You know, am I doing enough to get better? Am I going on the internet, going to these groups, being a patient, looking at supplements all the time, trying to self-treat when often our agenda is not what we need to be focused on. That's 
the obsession or that's the anxiety, that's the fear. Mm-hmm. And, and the real work is being able to be like, I'm going to step back, allow things, listen, know that if I need to act, my intuition will tell me. So it's connecting to that intuition, but it's, it's that ability to safely let go of that control. <laughs> I, literally, I'm, I was like, let go of the control. Exactly. You know, and find a balance and we're not good at balance. No, God. And trust that when you let go, that the higher source is going to handle it for the greatest good of you and your, why you're here and believing in that. Um, I wanted to end it. I, I read something else. You said that before self-love comes self-acceptance without judgment. I'm halfway there. Like I, I accept myself finally as I am, but I, this judgment is still there. I'm still kind of like, how do you step into full, I guess, self-acceptance without judgment so you can find self-love? So it's never, um, you never do it perfectly. Okay, great. It's a journey. Okay. (laughs) And one, one thing is noticing when you feel anxious or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. notice when the words you're saying to yourself are negative and not loving um being in touch with that is it's like letting yourself be in that pain letting yourself feel uncomfortable because that's why anxiety is not essentially it's not a bad thing it's a signal that you're doing something that's not congruent with your life and you're trying to control things right that aren't there. So um, to Hmm. me, it's if I'm feeling down, if I am looking in the mirror and noticing the things that I don't like before the things I do like, yes, is a great thing. Yes. You know, it's noticing those things, being honest with myself that I am doing it. So it's recognizing those behaviors. And then being like, okay, how can I do things differently? Because we think if we don't obsess, it's not going to change. Right. It's the opposite. <laughs> right. We can yeah. You can look at that area of cellular leg all your all day long. It's not going to go away by you staring at it. Yeah. But you have a much happier life if you send yourself love and think about other things. So it's recognizing when you're hard on yourself, giving yourself a break. Um, realizing that you've made mistakes before and your life hasn't fallen apart. Um, treating yourself the way you treat other people you love. Mm-hmm. You don't expect the same things from other people. Right. And one of my favorites is treat yourself the way your pet treats you. <laughs> yeah. So your pet does not care what you weigh or if you have makeup on or how much money you make or whatever. It loves you unconditionally. You are entitled to that. So if your pet can love you that you love immensely, why can't you? Oh my gosh, Katie, this is so fabulous. Um, if people want more, where can they go to find you? My website is katiebeecher.com. Um, there's a ton of stuff on there. There's a link to um, some of my favorite press appearances. So I'll, I'll put yours up. Um, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all the, the things. Are- What's your handle on Instagram? Um, Katie Beecher Medical Intuitive. Okay. And the book is Heal From Within, A Guide to Intuitive Wellness. I will be booking a session. I will be reporting back on that session um, so that everybody can get theirs too. Katie, thank you so much for this fabulous episode. 
My pleasure. It was wonderful talking to you. I think I have a new best friend. Yes, duh. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.